You're listening to a Roddenberry podcast. The Trek Files, Season 8, Episode 14. More Aliens in Lead Roles. Memo from Gene Roddenberry, August 25th, 1989. Welcome to The Trek Files, a look into the archives of Roddenberry Entertainment from the personal files of Gene Roddenberry. And now your host, Dr. Trek, Larry Nemechek. Star Trek fans, especially you Star Trek historians, so glad you can be back with us. Uh, hey, I, yes, I am talking to all you tech heads out there. <laughs> all you Trekophiles spelled with an F, especially. You knew who I'm talking to. We're back. We're back with a, with a wonderful show. Another memo from the TNG era out of Gene's files. And uh, I'm back with a wonderful guest to talk about it with us. So dive in. Check it out right now. You know the drill. It's right there on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash the Trek Files. Follow along with that. Here's an audio sample coming up, but you don't want to go anywhere because I'm going to be right back with this week's guest and talk about it. big thing, really. We've been coming up with fine stories and castings so far, but perhaps we all should give a little thought to whether we unconsciously tend to favor humans in the 24th century, as we once favored the white race years before. All right, Trekophiles, let's just dive in. This is, this is such a short memo but it speaks to so much about what Star Trek is about. And with some of the guests we've had on the show recently, I thought, you know, this is a great topic to sit down and talk to my friend. Well, she's a co-founder and co-host of Sci-Fi Sisters, Fran Taylor. Fran, can you come in and, and tell me how this strikes you? Because I think I, I have a lot of opinions, but I don't have quite the perspectives. <laughs> I'm not black and I'm not a woman. Uh, I can go back a ways in my fandom, but you beat me on that too. What 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 comes up for you when you when you see this Gene memo here? Just a couple years before he died. Well, I think it's it's uh, of course it sounds like uh, trope or or uh, sentimental, but mm-hmm. it is, you know. Uh, it's, yeah. it's that, good old it exactly. You know, why do the all the um, scientists and captains and everything have to be human? You know. I think, um, and this is going real fast, I think that's why a lot of people wanted um, on Discovery, wanted Saru to be the captain, because we haven't had uh, uh, an alien captain in a series. We haven't. I mean, we've seen them or whatever. Oh, have we? I think we have. But um, we've never had an alien captain. They've always, they've all... A lead alien captain, Exactly. For a series, yeah. Star of the for the show, show. yeah, right. we haven't, yeah, we've we've seen them, but you know, um, I love it. I mean, even Lower Decks has brought us a Tellarite captain, which was just a shock to me. <laughs> Finally, talk about overdue representation. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, um, this is mid TNG. What what strikes me about this memo is, um, you know, there's two levels going on with Star Trek all the time. And and the times before you've had you we've you've been a, been on the show with us, 
and, and other times we've addressed this and everyone gets into this. There's two levels. There's the meta of making a show in the 60s or the 80s or the 20s now, you know, plus we're trying to represent a future in the 23rd or 24th century or 22nd century even. And, and it's interesting to me how um, this last sentence that was in our sample uh, where Gene says uh, we should give a thought to basically some diversity and representation here beyond hum humans, mm -hmm. the same way we once thought about casting beyond just mm -hmm. whites for mm -hmm. roles and what that meant. And it's on one hand, it's like we kind of all, I don't know, how do you think? We kind of assume that in Star Trek, but then at the same time, uh, it's, it's so meta sometimes we forget that. And at the same time, we're right in the middle of it. Because I know I, over the years, back in the 60s, you didn't think about it quite so much. But then I remember thinking, well, where are the Andorian captains? And, the, and even the Vulcan captains. We've heard about Vulcan captains, but where are they? Yeah. You know, where are the Tellarite captains? Where are the, all the other species? Why is, why is Earth everything the center of the Federation? I know why in the beginning, because they were the only ones who could unify everyone mm -hmm. to, to face up to the Romulans. But it's been 300 years since Archer's time, guys. It has been. <laughs> You know, you, you, the episodes, yeah, I can think of some of the name examples, but the episode where um, Spock went over to the other ship, the Romulan, the Romulan, because the Romulans, Romulans. The, oh, the Enterprise incident. Yes. The Romulans have yes. put women. She was a woman captain and she was a, a, mm -hmm. a, you know, an alien woman captain. And she told him, I remember her telling him. Why are you his first something? I'm, I'm paraphrasing here. Why are you his, you know, mm -hmm. first officer? You know, you could be captain, you know. Mm -hmm. And he said, well, I don't, you know, I don't want to be a captain. But she said that to him, you know, back in the 60s. Mm -hmm. And she was. He pulled a Riker there is what he's doing. Yeah, yeah he did. Yes, yes, he, yes, he did. Cause, you know, Riker. But um, yeah, but she was a captain. She was in charge. And, that, and it was good to see her as a woman captain I'm like, oh a woman captain and she's got pony ears mm -hmm. you know and mm -hmm. it seems like the romulans have put women in more in charge than the humans than starfleet does you know in 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 the instances i've seen so i at least in that time mm -hmm. yeah. yeah in that time yeah so mm -hmm. um it's it's it i think it's uh interesting what he's saying, and I agree with him that everything doesn't have to be based on hum on humans, like it was like based on white guys in the beginning. Did it strike? I mean, did you as you watch Star Trek unroll over the years? One level is saying, "Oh, look, there's Nichelle. She's a black mm -hmm. lady on the bridge. Yay!" You know, or here's this cast. Uh, there's Jordy. There's Lavar mm -hmm. Burton. He's on. You know, the you know genders and race and ethnicities. That, but did you, did that? Did you ever root for the other aliens of Star Trek? Of the see, even the alien is subjective. Yeah. Who's alien to who? Yeah. Right. We are so Earth based, yeah. right? But did you ever root for seeing other aliens in um, in lead roles or in guest roles on Star Trek? Just even subconsciously. Well, <laughs> I I I like. I, I guess I go back to the to the one we just. I I like that she was a woman captain and she was alien on the Enterprise incident. Mm -hmm. That was amazing to me. Um, the Vulcans, they were just too laid back for me. Um, and the only, the only Cardassian I really rooted for was, uh, Garrick. I love Garrick. Of Gar course. 
Although Ducat actually has his fan club out I know, there. You know, I Mark know, Alive, but, I, you yeah, know Ducat yeah, yeah. killed Jacia, so I, I can't ever root for him. <laughs> but, um, I'm, and I'm thinking, okay, on DS9, it was Garrick. I, I really liked him. Um, and they just had so many well, aliens in and out of um, Paul, um, Voyager that you ne- right. never really got to know them. You know, I mean, they were on for a few whatevers, and then they were gone. Right. And then Enterprise, and even the, uh, even the, uh, well, the Vidians, you know, like they were like the, um, <laughs> they're like the kick puppy of all oh. the aliens. They were dealing with this disease, yeah. right? So, and you know, and the Herogen were kind of on the almost extinct. I mean, I just dawning on me that a lot of these races we didn't see, you know, women or, or we didn't see female, female gendered. You didn't. Yeah, of of Herosian or Vidians yeah. or Kazon, really. I mean, I'm sure was the extras. Lady with a doctor, really kind of fell in love with, and you know, I had my, she got my sympathies too because you know she has a disease and he was helping her and everything. And Enterprise, you know, of course, uh, Shram. I like Shram. I love. Mm-hmm. I, I grew to love him. He was such a character. Um, and oh. of course. Saru, I love Saru. I want. I'm, well, I know. I think you're right, though. I think Saru is kind of the poster child for this mm-hmm. whole notion. Mm-hmm. I wanted him, you know, to be. I want to really be honest. I wanted him to be captain because you know we never had a uh, alien captain, but I mm-hmm. wanted Burnham to be captain more. I I just mm-hmm. did, and I'm glad they got the thing they got going on now. I I, I really do because I didn't want them to demote him. But I didn't want him to leave Discovery either. So I'm glad they got what they got going on now. But I, uh, he's a, he, and he was a great captain. Well, he, he was okay. He was okay as a captain. Uh, he's come a long way. He though. has. He has. He's, he's had his own personal evolution. Yes. yes right. uh, you know, because he, his... he was like, you know, chicken, you know, whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. in the beginning. Oh, he was, you know, running around clutching pearls that he didn't even have. So, um, he, he lost that gangland. Until he lost his pearls. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and he, and he, but he pioneered, he pioneered his people. Yes. There. He was a pioneer for, yes, yeah, he was. for the Kelpians. Yes, he was. Now, yeah, we talk about all this thing about aliens and versus, it's, you mm. know, I, do you do you feel the connection we're talking about aliens versus humans as non-white casting versus white? Does that resonate at all with you, or are you get lost in the sci-fi metaphor and I just get, I, root for the metaphor? I'm in the, I'm in the metaphor. I don't I don't I don't make that connection there. Mm-hmm. I don't. I just uh, I just like alien sci-fi. I like the sci-fi stuff. I literally, yeah. of course, like the COS black and white stuff. And I even got the black and white stuff, you know, the alien on the right side. And the, talk about the Sharonians. Right. Yeah. I, I even that got be, that yeah. as a little girl, as as eleven year old. But mm-hmm. as we come forward, it, it is the alien. It is, you know, the alien of the week or whatever. It is the alien. And I don't look at it as uh, a black or white thing or ethnicity thing or whatever you call yeah. it. I look at it yeah. as alien. We talk about this, but you know, from a technical, from a time and nuts and bolts money standpoint, mm-hmm. we talk about all these alien characters. Well, an alien character is obviously more expensive to put on camera 
you know, they have to do the makeup and somebody's going to do the research and the costume usually. I mean, if it's a Starfleet uniform, fine. You may have to tailor it. You know, at least on Prodigy, when Rock Talk is standing there and you're worried about five times more material <laughs> for her costume than <laughs> Dal or Gwen has, mm -hmm. it's all just CG animation. Mm -hmm. It's just a little bit more digital ink. Yeah, yeah. But talking about our, and that's why animation can be so freeing. And we haven't talked about the animation, but at least as far as the live action shows, they've always, you know, back when they worried about, they tracked every penny about just Leonard's ears, much less, oh my God, we're going to have Andorians and Tellarites on this. We're, you know, we broke the bank on this show to, 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 to the way things can be today. Also but. remember brass tacks. You have to have an actor that can emote and mm -hmm. project through all that mm -hmm. rubber. You mm -hmm. have to have an actor can, that can be able to do that. So you think about that, too. Right. And as much as we love them, we can see the difference between Armin and Ma Armin Sherman, Max Grudenchek, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. uh, 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 Andy Robinson. Mm -hmm. I mean, go on down. Uh, Casey Biggs, all go all through all your major, mm -hmm. you know, all the cling, you mm -hmm. know, uh, all of them. All I start to say one, and I'll have to keep listening till we've gone to the 20 right. or 30. And DS9 really ran that ring, you know, of getting everybody under, you know, Jeff and, and they uh, did. Bob and, and Joseph. Yeah. So um, that that is the thing. You've got to find actors to pull it yeah. off. But uh, the biggest practical thing is the limiting fact. Now, Saru and good old Doug, um, it's like he's a lead, so they've committed to, you know, we're going to perfect that. And we're just going to get, you know, industrialized up to where we're going to be able to put him on, put him into mm -hmm. that. Uh, however many shows, uh, however many days in an episode he's shooting. Mm -hmm. And we're just, you know, ready for that. But um, that aside, but let's talk about the animation. I mean, they just go, it's like they can, just like the old original animation. Did you enjoy the animated series in the 70s? Well, uh, yes, I did. Um, it was more for me, it was more of an adult cartoon because mm -hmm. I was like, how was I was in? The, I can't remember my exact age, but I was in that age where I was like, not quite an adult and not like a, you know, not mm -hmm. not an adolescent teenager, but but I of course I watched it, you know, and and but the animation compared to today, you know, it's it's yeah. like you know. Uh, uh, cardboard and thread on COS versus what we have oh, I now. Know. I so. know. But if you're talking about like what they were able to do, they didn't have, we we're talking about the budget, you know, issues on sets and planets and costumes and makeup and aliens. Mm. They could, they went whole hog on the alien angle. And that's kind of what I feel like the current animation series are, you know, Prodigy and Lord Dex are both, especially Prodigy, mm -hmm. is they're just going, if you can, if you can dream it, we can be it. We can draw I it. Think and it is very freeing. And it does feel more like it's a big galaxy out there, not a bunch of human actors populated. It does. It does. And the animation between the two, you know, one is cartoonish and one is mm -hmm. like really stellar. You know, the prodigy is like the, the animation is like gorgeous it's for, for the show, you know. And Lower Decks is what it is for that show because it's more comedy, you know, it's, it's more comedy and adult. But the one, the prodigy animation is just. It blows you away. And, it's, and I think it's meant to because mm -hmm. it has to keep the children's attention. You know, it has to keep the really young yeah. folks' attention. And I think it's gorgeous. And you have all these different... Yeah, you know, I should say they're keeping a lot of adults' attention, too, that is. are surprised. I oh, think, it is. I it think really is. I think they're being so drawn in. Yeah. 
Well, you know, we were laughing here. This this memo that was actually our target memo today, more really. This is from the fall of 89. So the third season is just coming back. And they mention evolution and human scientist Stubbs. You know, uh, the actor that played Dr. Stubbs, they're saying he had to be human because they're talking about baseball, which Gene even says, why should we even suppose that? Why can't other aliens <laughs> pick up baseball and, you know, but in 300 years? <laughs> but it's... It's fun to think that that was Paul Stubbs was um, Ken Jenkins from Scrubs. And I was today years old when I was the connection was made for me. So I'm astounded that I didn't realize who this guy was. And I loved him on Scrubs. You're welcome. (laughs) Thank you. But it is it's interesting that it got to the third season here. And, uh, you know, Gene's and Gene is two years away from passing yeah. at this point. So just to get that in mm-hmm. our timeline, but that he's still in there poking and prodding, you know, let's not let's not just be it be the easy way out because it's a little cheaper to have a human, human actor. Let's find a way. And, and then you could go the other extreme and say that after a while, the B stories on TNG was always the planet that needed their moon fixed, <laughs> you know, or their trash dumped in their sun. And it was always the one or two alien scientists on, on the future. And they would go, mm-hmm. you know. So on one hand, it was like they were, I hate to say this term, they were almost like the token aliens well, of the week they then. could be, yeah. But, mm-hmm. but is that, a, is that a, you know, they just get lines on a view screen and they're just, just there for they're the disaster. Or do we, uh, you know, I, I, I come down on the side of, hey, the more the yeah, merrier. They're, they're there. They are there. And, and probably the ones, because I wondered, the ones where... Q, Q got a Q one, and they were on there, and their mouths were like almost taped shut or something. I'm like, how the one mm-hmm, do they eat? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm looking at it and everything, and they probably never really interacted with the regular cast. They were just on the view mm-hmm. screen. Mm-hmm. So, but they yeah, were there. Yeah. They were there. Yeah. Yeah, they were there. Well, I like the way, as usual, Gene is poking. He's trying to get us out of our human privilege. Mm-hmm perspective mm-hmm. <laughs> and bring it to it yeah yeah listen Fran I thank you so much for for jumping in with another conversation with us today I know that there are some of these um, some of these memos we find in the truck files they're just like on a little sliver of an idea and uh, I, that's why I enjoy our format because sometimes you can just take that little sliver of an idea of an insight and explore it just a little bit and um, for a lot of these ideas, I love having you around to, to explore oh. with. So thank you once again. And you're welcome, and thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Oh, sure thing. Sure thing. We'll look forward to seeing you back over on the Sci-Fi system. Okay. Okay. The Trek Files is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment. Now, all of our documents and your chance to comment, please do, are available at facebook.com slash thetrekfiles. Now, for more deep diving of Star Trek behind the scenes, visit Dr. Trek and Portal 47. That's me at LarryNemechek.com. That's where you can link in for all the new Trek Files swag and shirts at our Tee Public shop too. Trek well, everybody. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.